This is a podcast from Rover. What an absolute treat it is to have the lads from Royal Blood, Mike and Ben. Uh, welcome into our Flash News Studio. First guest in here, you little ripper. Thank you for having Love us. what you've done with the place. Yeah. yeah. Pretty flash, eh? Don't look too close. What's the yeah. theme? Uh, it's out, basically yeah. if you handed over a whole bunch of lights to a 13-year-old girl <laughs> in a black room and just said, go wild. It's giving me la- uh, Laser Quest vibes. Yeah. That's the first thing I thought. When <laughs> is I went that in. like the laser, laser <laughs> yeah. tag game? Laser yeah. Tag yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, uh, you've been here for a little bit longer. Mike, you've done some exploring in and around the place Neverswing Fiordland the lower part of the South Island have you been here before because it's been five years since you guys have been here yeah yeah. Um, so I'd, I'd never been to the South Island before so um, I had this uh, yeah like week off so I figured get here early get into the vibe and yeah go someplace actually do some like touristy shit basically do you get, do you get I mean Ben you just rolled in you said that you've got I've, Two eyes like piss holes in the snow at the moment. So you yeah. just don't even know where we're. Welcome to New Zealand, mate. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Is that where I am? Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Looking on the back of the guitar yeah. like Simpson, yeah. say. San Diego. Yeah. Do, you, do you get much? I mean, do you get much time at all in the schedule and look at it and go, now there is some time that I want to punch in when I'm <clears> in this place to go and check something out and pick those in advance, or do you just have to kind of play it by ear? Yeah, I think I probably do that now more than ever. I think last time I was here, probably it was all autopilot and just living 10 minutes at a time so yeah there's a few like sometimes you look ahead and you go oh fuck there's two days or we never have more than one day off <laughs> we don't, they're not in, in in the schedule they're not called days off they're called travel days because they're you're always so this is the, the real life of a rock star right like sometimes go, you're like off. if I get there at 4pm then it's time to go and do this or Hey, you need to talk to your turn. Who's looking after your schedule? You're standing at the back there, shake a Shut the fuck up! Well, you don't know what you're talking about, Duncan. Stick to your nutting asshole. Um, is there a place on the tour that you that you go? Whoa, jeez, I didn't even know we had fans here. You see it pop up on the schedule in front of you. What's I think the, the first time we came this far away? You know, coming, we played a show in Wellington, and that clocked when you're sort of sitting on the plane for two days and then suddenly you're like wow there's people here that know our music amazing yeah yeah. It's uh, this album's a 10 year basically the 10 year anniversary since sort of the first one came out what have, what have been the key learnings the, the big things that you've picked up over the last decade obviously we've got as you rightly pointed out before BC and AC before yeah. COVID after COVID yeah um I think um the only thing I think that's sort of evolved or changed is just sort of the when we first started touring, it was we were kind of acting in a way like this is a, a flash in the pan moment. Yeah. This is going to go away and kind of like let's eat it all up while it's while it's happening. And I think we're now like, oh fuck, this has been ten years, and it's sort of time to get learning how to be comfortable in the uncomfortable and sort of mm. and working out how to do this in a sustainable and um, yeah, just just to ha- how to sort of tour basically without losing your mind because you know it's it's tough on your mind and your body. So it's like I feel like now we're much more adapted to kind of doing this. Is there anybody apart from other musicians that can help you with that? Like, do, do you go and see someone that like here's what it's kind of going to be like? Here's how you deal with these enormous it's just amounts sort of, of people not to do it. And I think yeah, <laughs> you kind of figure that out yourself, right? Yeah. And- and you sort of have to do it wrong yourself as well. Yeah. And go through that and, and go, okay, well, that didn't work. <laughs> Let's try something else. And, but we also, we're lucky enough that being from Brighton, we have lots of other mates who do this. And you kind of, 
Yeah. I think also touring with bands that, you know, we look up to, like Queens of the Stone Age of Foo Fighters, Muse. We've just come off the road last um, this summer with Muse and just see how that operation works and how they how they do things is really <clears> inspiring. <throat> and it, <clears throat> it teaches, you know, those guys have been doing it for twice as long as we have yeah and have learned have probably gone through the same thing as us and now you see them at this other end where they're drinking bone broth and <laughs> <coughs> and like in, but enjoying themselves like yeah. yeah like having those times off in the south of france and doing it properly basically we're all about the bone broth now if my own guys go bone broth bone broth i'm not gonna on bone broth yeah yeah yeah, yeah there's some weird i mean it's probably yet to really make its uh, presence felt here but they've got hole in the wall bone broth places in new york Wow. Instead of coffee shops, like so, people have a have a broth in the morning. It's on the merch now. Yeah, is it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Royal blood bone broth. <laughs> Sounds like a witch's cauldron. <laughs> yeah. uh, did you get that imposter syndrome where you're like, I'm hanging out with all of these people, and you've and you've finally sort of broken through the ceiling with people that you probably looked up to as performers, as bands, as musicians, as individuals, and now they're just your mates, and you go, "Fuck, this is a bit." It's just trippy because you go on a. Uh proper journey of being in a band to get to those moments and sometimes when you get to them you forget that <laughs> that process and you have to remind yourself you know I um, think we were how far you've come yeah I think we were chucked in at the deep end as well as when we came on the scene we had these mass like big celebrities Jimmy Page and yep. Lars and people turn up to our gigs like straight away so those moments were like whoa this is this is mad um and i guess that they i guess they just become normal yeah you get used to them because you're going to festivals and you're seeing other bands and you're hanging out and the people that you really look up to then you relate to you and you have questions and it becomes quite normal yeah well weird i I was going to touch on that whole jimmy page thing like he's pretty fucking big deal and then to find out people of that caliber of are fans of yours and how weird that conversation must be when he's interested or he probably feels like you know you're on an equal footing because you're great musicians and he's trying to have that conversation with you or you're still trying to get past the fact that you're talking to fucking Jimmy Page (laughs) yeah he's trippy man yeah and um Grit your teeth, play your best. Yeah. yeah. Try not to look at them. Do they tell yeah, you that like they're there before like, you play? Or do you go, oh, shit? Yeah. I mean, Jimmy was at our first New York show that we ever did. And to we had to, the, the venue was, it was the Mercury Lounge, and the, the backstage, you have to walk through the crowd to get to the stage. That's oh, not funny. And we, so yeah, we walked straight past Jimmy Page, who was standing by the sound desk. I was like, this is a bit mad, isn't it? Um, but yeah, <laughs> we've had some yeah crazy moments like that, and yeah, now I think it's it's just quite normal. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Which, the, the, which is weird <clears throat> in itself. And then, do you go? We're at ten years. Do you see yourself doing this for another ten years? Does that just look too intimidating, or does it look quite exciting? Because I suppose this last album in particular, very cathartic. A lot of people. A lot of people resonated with a lot of people, particularly like the tracks like Waves in it, where everyone's like, "Man, this is a this is a fucking this is a really great explanation of probably where I am at, in my life at the moment." And then you reverse yourself out of that situation. Well, you wrote that how long ago, and then you recorded that how long ago? So that might have been eighteen months, two years ago for you, and now you've got to keep reliving it while people are getting it for the first time. So you just get stuck in this like a perpetual time loop of going back two years to perform it tonight 
to then travelling back to that place where you wrote that song? Yeah, I mean, I think this record's probably an, an anomaly in the sense that Way, well, particularly Waves, I mean, that was the last song we wrote for the record, and that was done this year. Oh, so wow. it feels like we're pretty fresh. We're still like living in the record that we just made. Has um, there been any other bands that have done four UK number ones in a row? Wouldn't be from debut, eh? Probably Monkeys. Yeah, Art of Monkeys, but of um, Oasis, probably. I think there's a select few. That's it's pretty. Must be trippy for you. Yeah, yeah. You're in a small club. Now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, there were some people texting yesterday. Said that they saw you walking around on the phone in Queenstown, but nobody else was talking to you, so they kind of kept cool and stayed back because they figured that's how they, they you were going to operate here. Did you, ninja did you, fans, yeah, ninja fans. <laughs> they just kind of pestered you around. Do you do you like the certain element of anonymity that you get? Because a lot of people that have your level of stardom don't have that, and I and I don't know why that is because recognisable characters particularly when you're together or do you get spotted more when you're like because me and Dunk are the same so I walk past someone's like Fuck, if me no, and I'm together you've got to have Bert and yeah, you've together, got to right? have the, co- got to have the can, combo to make it count I can walk out of the dressing room into the crowd stand in the middle of the crowd and watch the opening band <laughs> People would people would pay. Either I'm unrecognisable <laughs> or just so terrifyingly unapproachable. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's maybe so a combination good. of both. Yeah, and Ben Ben will get recognised, and I'll be asked to take the photo. <laughs> oh, wow, not, all, not all the time. <laughs> yeah, but that's happened a lot. It's so funny. Yeah. I'd say a lot of people in your position would be jealous. My weight has fluctuated a lot over the years. <laughs> this is my tactic. If you just Dramatically gain and lose weight. My disguise. The occasional hair color shift. You My get. disguise isn't working anymore either. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Take oh, your disguise off and it'll start working again. Yeah. Have a shave, lose the yeah. sunnies, hat off, That's and then it. everyone Done. will be like, Fuck, go on holiday. Yeah. 